Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. My name is Jack Clifton, a very hello or warm welcome to you if you're tuning into the Salvos, uh, Shire Salvos podcast for the first time. It is uh, the home of where we, uh, I guess, keep you up to date with everything that's happening in the life of our church at both our Menai and Miranda locations. It's also the place where you can hear the sermon from Sunday, whether you're someone that uh, missed the service and wanted to um, yeah, wanted to tune in and, and hear what uh, was was spoken about on the, the most recent Sunday church service. Um, that is your way to do it is through this podcast. Or if you you maybe uh, were, were there in person on on Sunday like I was, but um, yeah, you wanted to maybe uh, freshen yourself up or hear it again, or you enjoyed the the sermon so much that you can you can listen to it uh, again. So it really is a tool for for everyone involved at church, so you know what uh, is going on in the life of the church, but also a, a chance to be encouraged by uh, God's word uh, as well. A, a real joy for us uh, to bring this to you. Uh, alongside playing the sermon, we also update you through uh, what is uh, what is happening around the life of the church, and as we kind of get through the uh, the, the Christmas holiday period now and people are back at, at school and work and university and different things uh, like that. It's a great opportunity for us uh, to update you on things that are happening with uh, yeah with a kids' church returning on Sundays that uh, you would have known if you were uh, in the church building on Sunday. Great to see all the little kids uh, running around doing uh, Juniors for Jesus and some of the other church programs uh, that are running there. But there's also a host of other things that are happening uh, in the life of the church. And now we're going to update you with what's happening around uh, Menai and Miranda locations. So as you know, uh, church is happening each and every Sunday now. Our service uh, commences at 9.30. Uh, we completed uh, week two of our series, Life in the Spirit, on the most recent Sunday with Mark Soper uh, bringing the word to us. So week three will be coming up uh, this uh, this Sunday um, as well, Sunday the, the 20th of, uh, of February. So a great chance to, to you to really dive into uh, the word and dive into this wonderful new series. And you can also go back and listen to our, our previous uh, sermons here on the Shire Salvos podcast. So you can listen to those those first couple of uh, of uh, Life in the Spirit series. Uh, week two is going to be played uh, in this podcast, but if you want to find the the, uh, the first edition, you can go back a couple of weeks. We had a really good chat with uh, our youth pastor, Jacob Browning, uh, last week on the podcast as well. So lots of great little tidbits um, of, of information. So uh, just a reminder that church is every Sunday at 9.30 at our Menai location, and we do still need to be checking in via the QR code or uh, via if you uh, don't have a phone or don't have a, a phone that's compatible with uh, that kind of technology, then uh, you can and uh, sign in manually with a, with a list and pen that we have uh, there as well. Uh, the encounter uh, praise and prayer night um, is uh, happened has happened already on the, the 14th of February, but it is happening again on Monday the 28th of February. So it happens uh, every couple of weeks um, uh, at the moment. So Monday the 28th of February uh, is the next time. That's at our Shire Salvos Menai location, uh, which is at 11 Pilliger Place at Bangor. It starts at seven o'clock, um, but you can do it via Zoom um, as well. So um, yeah, you can go there in person, but you can do it via Zoom if that's something uh, that you want to do. It is a really encouraging night. Uh, for everyone uh, that is involved there. Some of the other things, exciting events that are happening around church at the moment include the Girls' Day Out, so that's a walk and coffee event that's happening uh, next Saturday, the 19th of February, or this, this upcoming Saturday. Uh, so it's starting at 10 a.m. Uh, down there at Cronulla. And if you want, uh, if you want uh, any further information, or you want to come along, or you, or you want yeah more details uh, surrounding that, then you can you can contact uh, Catherine for, for more details. Her phone number is on the church newsletter if you're yeah, getting information that way, um, or you can contact the church office directly as well. Um, Catherine is there one or two days a week, so you they'll be able to pass. Uh, 
some information on and, and you, they put you in, in direct contact with Catherine um, as well. We've also got our next church, church picnic coming up uh, shortly as well on March 6th. Uh, that's going to be happening after church. We, uh, my, my wife, uh, Claire, and, and I both went to uh, the most recent one um, down there at uh, Oak Park. I think it was at Cronulla and it was a really great way of, of getting to chat to people that you know and uh, away from uh, from the church building, but I think a really good way of, of getting to know people that you don't know as well. Um, so I think that is, uh, that's a really good opportunity to, to go out there and, and have a little bit of fun. It's going to be down at, at Prince Edward Park, right on the Warrenor River, a beautiful part of the Sutherland Shire. So after church on March the 6th uh, at 12pm and uh, just to bring your own lunch uh, and drinks and a, a great chance to uh, yeah be uh, engaging with uh, with other Christians and, and showing the love that Jesus uh, tells us to show uh, in our lives. Uh, we'll be hosting Life in the Spirit with a special guest, Anne-Marie Gattenby, um, in the coming weeks on the Saturday, uh, Saturday the 19th of March um, from 8.30am till 6pm. Uh, there is going to be a huge event there that's, uh, that's running. So the guest speaker is going to be Anne-Marie Gattenby and is titled Life in the Spirit, uh, which ties in with our current series of what we're doing here at Shire Salvos. Um, we need you to RSVP by the 16th of March. Um, so you can do that by, by the, the phone number 9543. 0487 or you can email Lynn McComb uh, directly it's lynn.mccomb at salvationarmy.org.au or alternatively you can also uh, call the church office and uh, you'll be put through uh, to Lynn there that looks like a fantastic event uh, finally we have our Boomers and Beyond event that's happening next Monday um, the 21st of February they're going down to the Riverside Cafe at Warrenora. it's all about catching up chatting laughing uh, over lunch everyone um, is welcome and uh, they'd love to see you down there so uh, the Boomers and Beyond events have been uh, running for the last couple of years, and it's a really good event uh, for people in that that age group. But as as it uh, as it says in the flyer, it is open to everyone. So if you're, you're keen to to uh, to grab a coffee and have a little bit of lunch and chat to some of the other uh, members of the the church, I think that's a great way uh, to do that as well. So 11:30 a.m. on February the 21st, and uh, again that is uh, contacting the church office if you want more info about that. There is a couple of ministry opportunities at the uh, the Shire Salvos location as well. As you would have known if you've been coming to church the last couple of weeks, uh, we actually have been serving uh, coffee, uh, barista-style coffee as well, but we are short on baristas, so we need uh, some help. If that's something that you've got experience in, or maybe it's something you don't have experience in, but yeah, you just want to uh, try your hand at it and, and help out, uh, all training will be uh, provided uh, by those at church. And if you're interested in joining that team, you can contact uh, Joel Campbell for further details. Again, just phone in that church office uh, to get through uh, to Joel. But yeah, training well and truly uh, provided there. And just a, a quick update on, on terms of resources that we have um, around around the church. And I guess what's happening around the church, uh, you can be heading directly to um, our website and our Facebook account. Um, so our website is shiresalvers.org.au. So that's the platform where you're going to receive the most up-to-date information uh, and resources. Uh, but information and resources will also be communicated via our, our Shire Salvos Facebook page as well, which is facebook.com forward slash Shire Salvos, or you can just punch Shire Salvos in, uh, into your search bar on Facebook and uh, you'll be able to find that page and like it and get all the different updates um, as well. Uh, so that is pretty much all of the, the news, a fair bit happening around the life of the church, but it is really good to have all of those different things happening and good to th- see things are coming back to some kind of normality after, I guess, uh, the attack of COVID that we've been going through, but also uh, the fact that things have slowed down over the Christmas New Year period as well. On Sunday, we had a wonderful chat and it was nice to have Mark Soper uh, bring us the word. Unfortunately, Mark had been laid low the last couple of weeks uh, with COVID as uh, a couple of other um, members of the, the senior leadership team had um, at the Salvation Army um, at Menai. Uh, so it was 
great to have uh, uh, Mark back. Mark was uh, uh, bringing us the life of the Spirit sermon. He was uh, talking to us about, have you ever felt set up? Uh, like no matter what you say, it, it ends up being wrong. And uh, I guess focusing that in on God, that God doesn't set us up. He, he never asks us a question um, that He knows we can't do or uh, gives us a job that He knows um, we don't have the, the tools to do. Um, he gives every, everything to us uh, that we need and we can do everything through Him, which uh, Philippians 4.13 talks about. So um, it's, a, it's a really um, a passionate talk as it always is from Mark, but it's a, a real focus on prayer, uh, making prayer habitual in our lives and um, not just uh, praying uh, for, for our needs um, and, and maybe selfish is probably too strong of a word, but, but not being selfish in, in our needs of what we want from God, um, but also praying for others and how uh, a habitual prayer life and a consistent prayer life can help uh, not just us, but others uh, around us as well. And, and obviously draw us closer to God, which I think is such a, a passionate and such a, such a great thing. So hopefully you get a lot from, from Mark's sermon. It was very good to be there in person, but if you weren't, uh, you can hear the sermon here on the, the Shire Salvos podcast. So Mark Soper continuing our Life in the Spirit series here on the Shire Salvos podcast. How are we? Good. Well, you know what? I don't always, you, you get excited, present the word, sometimes I'm nervous, but you know what? I feel like I have an encouraging word for you, specifically um, for our church today. And one of the things that we're, we're going, this is our third week in our series, Life in the Spirit. And um, uh, Joel, Kim and myself just really feel uh, led that in this season, we want to focus on our, us as spiritual beings, but encouraging us to live by the Spirit of God. You with me? And this is not a natural thing. It sometimes can be, it's not always natural, but I can tell you this, you will feel more alive when you are attuned to the voice of God. Would you agree with that? Those God moments in your life, you feel more attuned. Um, I want to uh, start off with, um, have you ever felt that you've been set up? Someone's asked you a question and you feel no matter what you say, you, it doesn't matter. It's wrong. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or you've ever been given a task to do, but you don't have the time, the skills or the resources to do it. Anyone? It's like Lauren going, you can do dinner tonight. I'm like, well, I can't do that. What kind of dinner have we got, you know? Spag bowl, that's my go-to, you know? Um, but all the husbands, boyfriends in the room, this is a really difficult situation. I'm going to tell you what happened to me. Three weeks ago, Lauren's out with the girls. And uh, they're buying uh, school books and whatever. But for some reason, I get two photos of Lauren in a dress. And she says, what do you think? Let me tell you, the alarm bell should have just been shouting off, you know, what do you think? I'm like, well, what do I think? My first reaction was this. I didn't say this because I'm a little bit wise um, and I've been married for long enough. My first reaction was, you don't need any more dresses. Um, the, the second reaction was, um, okay, well, I always try and be honest. Uh, first of all, I think Lauren's beautiful. doesn't matter what dress she wears. I think she's beautiful. Yeah, that's right. She's not even here to hear that, so make sure you tell her that. Um, don't tell her what I'm going to say next. And... Uh, and so I said, look, I wrote back and I said, yeah. And she's, she's got a couple of black dresses. And I said, oh, look, um, not a huge fan of the, the black dress. Um, and, and then the, the floral one, um, I was just like, oh, uh, not, a, not a huge. It was like a blue dress, had florals and, and I, flowers and florals. And I was just like, oh, probably, um, I can't remember exactly what I said. I could probably text me. But I said something like, not a huge fan of florals or something like this. I said something like that. And then that was it. So I didn't hear anything about it. So I thought, okay, home and hose. Lauren was fine when we got back. We're talking or whatever. And then 
this is the, your nightmare, men. Lauren's first day of work. She comes out in a blue floral dress. I said, what do you say? So I sort of said to her, I said, look, oh, nice dress. And she had a smirk on her face. I had a smirk on my face. I said, you look beautiful. And so it was, it was fine, right? Um, and then I get a text message during the day. She says, just so you know, I had three comments about my dress. <laughs> and I said, maybe I'm still into 2021 fashion. So I said to her. Anyway, but my point being is sometimes in life, we feel like we've been asked a question that no matter what we says could be wrong, or we've been asked to do something that we feel we, we don't have, be, feel equipped to do it, but we just feel like, oh, I just, I can't do this. Or I don't have the skills, the ability to do it. You ever feel like that? God does not operate like that. God never asks you a question that through his guidance, he cannot give you the direction that you need. And God will never ask you to do something that he hasn't given you the skills, resources, or time in order to do it. Are you with me? God does not set his people up to fail, but has given us everything we need in this life. Are you with me? I would love you to say, and to claim it over your situation, whatever you're going through or your life, I want you to say, God has given me everything I need. Now say it like you're not zombies, but say it like you mean it and you're proclaiming it over whatever in your life is. One, two, three. And he has. You can do all things through Christ, through Jesus, the Spirit of God that lives in you, who gives you strength. In 2 Peter 1, 3, it says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. And do you, do you believe that? The life that you live, the calling of God on your life is possible. You with me? The passions that God has given you, the gifts, the skills, the abilities, that actually the plan and purpose he has for you is not going to be so hard that you can't find it. Actually, he's given you everything you need to live that out, to make the world richer because of your life and your work, and your time. You with me? And this is where we're getting to this. Prayer will unlock everything you need. Prayer will unlock everything you need. Prayer will unlock everything you need. And my, my message is the importance of prayer, but I'm talking about the power of a consistent prayer life. The power of a consistent prayer life. Now, I don't know about um, you, not everyone would have heard this and been in Sunday school, but who's heard this song? I'm going to read my Bible and pray every day, and you, what? Oh, no, go this way, up, 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 up. So, read my Bible, pray every day, I'm going to grow, grow, grow. Deep in our spirit, we know that when we partner with the Holy Spirit, when we pray, when we spend time, we're in the Word of God, we know deep in our spirit that He prepares us and actually helps us be all that we can be. We know that. You know that, don't you? And one of the challenges is this. 
How do we continue to press into God? How do we continue to pray throughout our day-to-day lives and not go through large amounts and passages where, uh, where we don't spend time with the Lord? You with me? You understand? And so one of the things on, on, at Sunday school, you would also get, forget to read my Bible and pray every day, and you what? Shrink, shrink, shrink. And then we would go like this, you know, down like this. Um, but that very fundamental is when we don't pray, when we don't intercede, when we don't spend time with God, it, it's like you're either growing or you're dying, spiritually speaking. And we have to put something in place. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm not talking about hours of prayer. I'm talking about how we can add prayer throughout our whole day in small, small sharp patches. And all through the Old Testament, three times a day, God's people would pray. They would face Jerusalem, if they weren't at Jerusalem, and they would pray. And I believe that God is calling us people for a consistent prayer life. And I believe that a consistent prayer life will not only change your life, it will change the lives around you. And I want you to picture, I want you to imagine, I'm going to ask you this question, what would your life look like if you had a consistent prayer life? I want you to think about it. I want to yell some things out. What would happen? What would your life look like if you had a consistent prayer life? When prayer, you know, just going throughout your day, you're, you're connecting with God and just spending short moments with Him. What would it look like? You'd see what? You would see life differently, yeah? More full, yeah? What else? You'd be calm. So you wouldn't be anxious. Less anxious, yeah. What else? You feel closer to him. When you talk to the person you love, Maya, you feel closer. What else? You've always got a friend. That assurance that someone's with you. You ever feel alone? Well, you don't have to feel alone when you're praying with God on a regular basis. What else? It takes the focus off yourself and it keeps you focused on what's the main thing. What else? You start to see God move and work. And when you do that, you think, how can I partner with him? God's moving over here. Well, you want to work where God's working. What else? What happens when, if if you just look about your life, if you had a consistent prayer life, what would happen? You become spirit-filled. You'd be led by him. He He would speak to you. He changes you. He molds us and shapes us into his likeness. What else? You recognize his voice more clearly. What else? If you don't pray, prayers can't answer. That's right. Answered prayer is our responsibility. What else? Yes, you can't have an intimate relationship with someone you don't spend time with. What else? You know what? 
I reckon that's one of the biggest challenges in life. You feel more confident in the direction you're going because often we go, oh, I hope this is the right way. When we're spending time with God, he goes, no, this is the right way. This is the right decision. You need to move down here. God's going to open a door. He's going to be faithful. And you, you know what? You start to have that spiritual swagger. I'm confident. I've got this. You know, you're walking down there like this, you know. That's what happens. There's a spiritual confidence that happens when we know that this is what God has called me to do. You with me? Because when you know that God has called you to do something and wants you to do something, it honestly, you, you don't worry necessarily what people want because you know God has deeply convicted me that this is the right thing. And he brings you a peace and a joy. And I could go on, but I can tell you our life and the lives around us would be blessed when we spend time in prayer. And we have a consistent prayer life. I think, you know what? The world would be full of more joyful people. They'd be less burdened. I want to tell you a, a story about um, Daniel. Um, who's read the book of Daniel? Yep. And I'll, I'm just going to give you my best summary. But I think Daniel is one of the most underrated guys in the Bible. Very simply, I think he was someone who consistently just sought the Lord. I wouldn't say he's spectacular, but he sought the Lord and God did amazing things. So what happened? God's people, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, um, the king of Babylon, had overtaken Jerusalem. So God's people are now under foreign rule and power. And what they would do back in the Old Testament is that they would take all the smart, intelligent young men, even though there's heaps of smart, intelligent young women, but they wouldn't do that back in the day, but we do that today, okay? Um, and what they would do is they would take all these young guys, say 13-year-olds, 13 and they would take them over to their country and they would teach them the language of the Babylonians or the culture and the gods that they would worship and they would try and get all the best of the best young people and teach him the ways, or the heathen ways, I suppose. But the thing is, and, and they changed their names, and there's four names, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There's a handful of others, but they're the ones that, we, that they come across. But the thing is this, those four young men had spent time with godly men and knew the ways of the Lord. And even though they were trying to infiltrate them and try to tell them the ways of the Babylonians and all this, they would not sway. But God had favor on them. And so we go through the passage and what after three years of, of training, then they would go to the palace and they would be at the disposal of the king. And so if he wanted some wisdom, if he wanted someone to dialogue with and ask some question with, he would call these wise men. And there was a, there was a fair few of them and he would call them in. Anyway, he had this dream. And not only did he want them to tell him the dream, he actually wanted them to interpret it. And all these people couldn't do it. And he got so frustrated as a king, he started killing all these wise men. What are you used for? And they come down to grab Daniel. And Daniel says, what's going on here? He says, the king's killing people because no one can know his dream and no one can interpret it. And he says, hang on a second. He spends time with the king of kings and the lord of lords. He knows the dream. And he tells him the dream. And he's... He's um, brought into prominence and he comes in and he's oversighting. Um, he's like second in charge and God blesses him and everything that happens underneath him. Okay? I'm just going to give you the story. And then what happens, one thing is when, when you get blessed, one thing I think a Christian, we, we're blessed, do not leave your friends behind. You with me? 
The blessing is not for you alone. The blessing is for those around you and for the people you serve. And so what does he do? He brings Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he brings them to his province, and he puts them in high position over people, and he says, how about you run this area and all this, and he blesses his friends and puts him in a high position. Long story short, Nebuchadnezzar um, has another dream, gets interpreted, um, and remember that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how they wouldn't bow down to a golden image, and then they put him in the fiery furnace, and then Nebuchadnezzar again thinks, oh, your God's amazing, but he goes back to his God's, long story, and then he has another dream. So he comes to this place, and this is the, the one verse One verse that I think set up and describes Daniel. He comes to a place where um, Nebuchadnezzar has, he's no longer around or um, King Belshazzar is Nebuchadnezzar's son. Okay, getting there. And basically he gets people around him telling him he wants to want to hear. And he says, we want, and you're so good and all this, and all these people are jealous of Daniel. They set Daniel up. And they wanted Daniel to be put to death. And they say to the king, for the next 30 days, we want everyone to worship you. And if anyone worships any other god, they will be put um, to death and thrown in the lion's den. You've sort of heard this story before. And so they make it a decree. It is now law. It is now illegal. You think that's pretty amazing. Illegal to worship their god. And that happens in other countries. hasn't happened in our country. And guess what Daniel does? Chapter 6, verse 10. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Just as he had done before. From an early age, three times a day, he prayed and he sought the Lord. And he did it over and over and over again. And when you pray and you seek the Lord, it puts you in a great position to respond to challenges in life. We don't have to wait for a crisis to pray. We just pray, consistently praying And when things come, we know what to do. We know who to go to. We know who to pray pray for. We know what to pray through in things. You with me? And this is what happened. A consistent prayer life sets you up in life. It puts you in great position. In James 5, 16, it says, The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So we've got a lot of good people in the room. And you should know this by now, but if not, I'm going to remind you. Sometimes when you choose the ways of the Lord, when you choose to do what's right, it doesn't always work how you had want. It doesn't always work out the way you'd want. You agree? Sometimes actually things get worse before they get better. And that's what happened to Daniel. He kept being faithful. He kept praying. And he ended up in a lion's den. But God was with him. And he gets out of the lion's den and God's glorified, all that good stuff. But I want to ask you the question today. This is what I want you to ponder. What is your lion's den? What is your challenge right now? Things may be going really well for you and we praise God, we give honor for that. But what's your challenge right now? Your challenge is to keep seeking the Lord when things are good. 
keep seeking the Lord when there's favour. Because this is what happened to the kings in the Old Testament. When things went good, they stopped trusting in God. And when things went bad, they turned to God. But what would happen if God's people, when things are good, when things are bad, we actually just pursued God and consistently prayed? I can tell you, a blessing and favour comes. What is your lion's den at the moment? I think for me, I'll be honest, my lion's den is this. Apathy, lukewarmness and distraction of kingdom values. I just get through life and actually, what is God calling me to do? How can I represent him? How can I give him glory through my life? For me, that's my lion's den. And I think for a lot of people in, in, in our world, that's probably one of them. Could be health, could be finances, could be relationship, could be a job. But what's your lion's den at the moment? It could be that you feel spiritually dead and how am I going to revive that? I can tell you this, simply spending some time with the Lord. Prayer sharpens our focus for what matters. You want to know what matters in life? If you spend time with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he'll sharpen your focus. Prayer sharpens our focus on what matters and a consistent prayer life will unlock the blessings of God on your life and in the lives around you. Now, you're probably thinking, we all agree, oh, I know I need to pray more, but how am I going to do that? I'm going to give you three, Craig Groeschel sort of talks about habits. I've been reading his stuff about habits, and I've sort of incorporated it and meshed it with prayer. And this first thing is, know and remember your why. Know and remember your why. Why should you pray? Because we're called to be holy, because life is better with God, because I feel more alive when I spend time with him. Because when I spend more time with him, I fall more in love with him and I become more like him. I actually feel more fulfilled than ever before when I'm close to God. You know, one touch of God, I can have a, God, a moment with God and it makes everything better. Ever have that? Imagine having regular moments like that. So first of all, know and remember your why about prayer. And this is an interesting one. Prepare to fail. Prepare to fail. Prepare that you may not, may not always, you know, consistently pray and spend time with God. But if you don't do it for one day, make sure that it's not two days that you don't do it. And what you need to do is set things in your life, reminders, put it in your agenda, make things happen that will cause you to pray. It could be, I was thinking, Dave, you've got your um, office that overlooks the beautiful water views. I'm thinking maybe once a day, if you're working in the office, you set a little reminder at 12 o'clock to 12.10, and you just spend time praising and thanking God for these things. It could be simply um, just setting ourselves up, putting a routine in place for our prayer life. We'll put a routine in for our fitness. We'll put a routine in for our work schedules and work meetings. We'll put a routine in for our kids, making sure they get to bed at certain times. We'll put our routine in. But we have to put a routine in our lives for our prayer life. I'm not talking chunks of hours. I'm just talking throughout the day, little reminders to pray. Prepare to fail. Set reminders. And this is one recommendation that I want to challenge you on. And I'm working through this myself. Do not try to base your prayer life at the end of the day as the last thing you do. I'm not saying it's wrong, 
But if you want to base your prayer life around the last thing you do, you will struggle. You will struggle to have a consistent prayer life. And I'll give you a prime example. At the end of the night, I pray with all, all my kids. Well, Lauren normally does June, and I pray with the girls. And this is a constant um, thing as we go back, and I'm exhausted. I'm tired at the end, and sometimes I'm like, oh, just go to bed. But then this is what would happen with Emmy. I said, Emmy, what do you want to pray for? What can we thank God for? We can do popcorn prayer, which is you pray once, I pray once, and you pray once. What do we thank God for? What can we pray for? Often she says this. She gets into bed, she's exhausted, and she says, Daddy, you just pray. I'm too tired. Ever feel like that when you get to bed? And you think, I know I need to pray, but I'm just too tired. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's consistently happening all the time, it's not working. It's not going to help you. And so how can we incorporate throughout the day a prayer life? And this is the last thing, and then we're going to have some time to pray. Fall in love with the process. Fall in love with prayer. And how do we do that? Surround prayer through the things you love. Craft. You ladies in the craft, do it around craft. Put some worship music on and stop in the middle of the craft and just think, you know, I'm in the middle of this. I'm just going to actually stop and just thank God for a couple of things in my life. Rob, I was thinking, where's Rob? Rob, you love surfing. I know you probably do this anyway, but when you're out the back and all this, but make it a routine. This is what I do. 15 minutes, I go out the back of the set. There's no ways, and I sit there. And I just say, God, speak to me. Your servant's here. I'm listening. Hilly, I know you love running. And you know what? But run specifically. Don't put music on or whatever. And just go, God, what, what is it that you want to speak to me about? And have some time in that process. It could be working out. Or it could be in nature. It could be drawing. People who go, oh, I just love to sit down and watch a good movie. You know what? Actually incorporate prayer in your movie. Actually go, okay, what's a kingdom feel-good movie that I can watch? And I'll stop it as a break. And I'll actually just spend some time thanking God for those things in my life. Actually, the things that you enjoy, and I think this would change and shift and help God's people actually pray consistently if we incorporate prayer in our everyday, the things that we're passionate about. So it could, you, are you with me? Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? And I think that if we did this, it would unlock the blessing of God in our life. I think consistent prayer will unlock the blessing and favor of God on your life. I believe that God's people will be more joyful. They'll be stronger than ever before. They'll be wiser than ever before. And God will just continue to do an amazing work in and through their lives when we consistently pray. And in Romans 12.1, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life, that's everything, and place it before God as an offering. Prayer in your everyday will unlock spiritual power and authority in your life like never before. And I was thinking, I often go, okay, God, well, what am I going to do at the end of the message? He says, uh, you're going to pray. <laughs> so um, I think Hannah's going to come out and just play some keys. And I just want you to make a comfortable space for yourself. And we're just going to pray. If you want to get better at something, you need to practice something. And we're just going to pray. Um, I think uh, Kim will uh, be down in the front as well and maybe a couple other people. Um, if you would like to be prayed for, you can come forward for prayer. 
the mercy seat is here. And this is just a time between you and God um, just to come and just stand before him. I heard my, my, um, a story about my dad quickly. And I can remember um, uh, an officer told me, oh, I, I, she had a room next to your dad at a camp. And I thought he was talking to, a, talking to someone for like a good 45 minutes early in the morning. And then I soon realized he was just praying. And one of the things that my dad did for a while, he would slip out of bed. He's got a bad back now. But, and he'd get on his knees first before he'd get on his feet. And so it could be right now in, in your seats that you just kneel down as a sign, God, I'm going to humble myself before you. And I just want to pray and bring all of this before you. So we're just going to have now five or seven minutes, just time for you and God. And that can be awkward for people, but I can tell you this. It, if we make this become normal and we enjoy the time for God to speak to us, life is so much richer. So we're just going to have some time to pray. Every, any thoughts, any worries, any concerns, bring it to the Lord. Anything you're thankful for, thank Him for it. Anyone that God prompts in your mind, pray for them. Follow them up. And also pray and ask God, what are the things I need to put in place to have a consistent prayer life? And sometimes it's best to close your eyes so you don't get distracted. Really hope that you enjoyed that sermon there with, uh, with Mark. A, a really poignant reminder to, uh, to our lives in, in Christ. And sometimes, I guess, with the hustle and bustle of life and, and this COVID world that we're living in at the moment, that, that prayer and, and Bible reading and other things that have come naturally perhaps to us in the past or something that we've been really passionate about in, in recent years have sometimes gone by the by and, and, and something we haven't focused on. So sometimes uh, little sermons like this and little talks can just, yeah, just prick our conscience a little bit and just get us to realign our focus, which I think is a really positive uh, positive thing. So I'm hoping that you have, uh, you've got the best uh, out of that uh, that sermon. It was, yeah, um, encouraging uh, for you, um, yeah, regardless of what's happening uh, in your life. And I guess on that point, um, don't forget to, uh, to, to, to reach out to anyone at Shire Salvos, whether that's a, a friend um, or a, a colleague at Shire Salvos or whether it's the, the ministry team, they're there to, uh, to uplift you in your Christian journey and, and to listen to you and to, to help you in any way they can. So please don't, don't suffer in silence if you're struggling. I know it's been a tough period for a lot of different people, but yeah, please do, uh, please do reach out because there's plenty of people at Shire Salvos uh, that, are, that are there to lend a, a listening ear, if, if, even if that's, uh, that's all that you need. This wraps up the latest episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. Always a pleasure to bring this to you and hope that you're enjoying uh, the podcast we're providing. We'll continue to be doing this each and every week, uh, wrapping up the latest Shire Salvos news, but then also uh, taking a look at the sermon from the previous Sunday. We've got a couple of interviews uh, in the books for the next uh, couple of months as well. So uh, some exciting interviews and kind of on the couch-ish uh, sessions with uh, some of the members of the Shire Salvos church community as well. So looking forward uh, to bringing that to you. But until uh, we speak to you again next week, uh, this is Jack Clifton signing off from the Shire Salvos podcast. Stay safe, God bless, and we'll see you next week.